You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Well, howdy folks. Welcome again to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. This is maybe the last. We'll see. Time will tell. Needless to say, this is the fourth episode of the Doctrine of Eternity. And if I'm my count is correct, this is episode number 48. Whoa! Praise the Lord, I cannot believe that. Episode 48 for Doctrine and Duty. So, Doctrine of Eternity, we've looked at John 14, 1 through 6. We've looked at 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. Our last episode, we looked at Revelation 21, verses 1 through 8. And now... We turn our attention to a very interesting passage of Scripture, one that has been very interesting to me, very important to me. I've actually looked at this passage a lot, uh, and I really appreciate it. And it's it's an analogy. It's a story um, uh, from Jesus, and it's found in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 16, verses 19 and following. And Jesus uses this parable to speak truth about the doctrine of eternity. Here goes. Luke 16, 19 and following. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores. He desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by angels, by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, place of the dead, Being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who had passed from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, there, Therefore I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Father in heaven, I pray to today, Lord, and as this podcast goes out, every time it's heard, that those who hear would understand the doctrine of eternity, and that those who have not would turn and confess Christ as Savior and Lord. And those who have would live their lives, our, we would live our lives for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this passage is very interesting, very clear. Uh, you have a rich man and a poor man. One who fared sumptuously. I I love that phrase. He ate well. He dressed well. But then you had Lazarus, and it's interesting that Jesus chose to name one of the characters in this parable to name him Lazarus. Uh, That has, I think, it has everything to do with uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, the family that Jesus was so close to from Bethany, the same Lazarus that Jesus would raise from the dead, resurrect from the dead. It says the dead, uh, the poor man died and was carried. The rich man died and was buried. Ooh, that'll preach. One died and was carried. One died and was buried. It mentions Hades. Hades is the place of the dead. So 
this is where I would argue that as the presence of God is the precursor to heaven, Hades is the precursor to hell. Uh, as the presence of God is perfect and wonderful and no sin or sorrow exists, just like in heaven, uh, similarly, uh, Hades, the place of the dead, is a place of eternal torment and punishment, and one of which you cannot escape, and you will die there forever until hell is created. Uh, so, that's that's my take on that. So he cries out asking for mercy, the rich man does, and says, Send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm in anguish in this flame. Cannot imagine wanting a drip on the tongue because of the anguish of the flame, of the fire. You see, whenever we are in the presence of God, whenever we get to go to heaven, we're given a glorified body. One that allows us to live forever. I want you to understand that when you go to hell, when someone goes to hell, they also receive a body. It's not glorified, it's unglorified. But it's a different kind of body that allows them to burn and experience the burning sensation for all of eternity. This is a terrible end state. Child, remember that in your lifetime you receive good things and Lazarus bad times. But now look at the reversal. Things are made new. He is comforted and you're in anguish. And then he reminds us that there is no crossing over. You can't go to hell and then somehow reach up for God's grace and mercy and God says, oh, you know what? Come on up. Not going to happen. There's a chasm, a gulf. It's fixed. It's set in stone. You can't go from heaven to hell. You can't go from hell to heaven. And so there's this great chasm. None may pass the word of God. So Jesus uses a parable to teach a lot of great truth and doctrine about eternity. He says, I beg you to send him to my father's house then. If you're not going to help me, go take care, go help my family. Warn them. Evangelize them. Tell them that they, they, they cannot come here. It's awful. It's terrible. It's death. It's dying. It's burning. It's pain. It's sorrow. It's, it, there's no, it's the absence of God and good. Abraham said they have Moses and the prophets. Listen to them. He says they've got the word of God. And he says, no, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they'll repent. So you would think maybe if someone was raised from the dead that that would influence people. But you know how people are these days. Even back then, you know how people's hearts are so hardened. It doesn't matter if someone were even to be raised from the dead. They would still question or they would still excuse it away. And that's what he says. If, if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, listen, they're not going to listen and be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. And so it is the Word of God that is transformative. It is the, the Son of God through the Spirit of God using the Word of God that brings about this change in our lives and that transitions us from a state of lostness and blindness and darkness to a state of being found, a state of being in the light, uh, a state of being on the right path with the Lord. And so don't be looking for some miraculous, some kind of sign, some kind of light at the end of the tunnel, some kind of dream. Let me tell you, the gospel is clear. Don't wait for some sort of phenomenological event to occur. Trust Christ now. This is the doctrine of eternity. Eternity is at stake, and there is nothing more eternally valuable or important than getting this straight with the Lord. Hey, listen, I love you, and I hope you have a Jesus-filled day, as a matter of fact, a Jesus-filled life, and that you will trust Christ if you haven't. And if you have, share this four-part series of eternity with those who do not know the Lord. And as always, join us at Alexander Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church. 
located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.